Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me! Once in a while, my expertise in everything just isn't enough. And it's time to bring in someone who is certified in all the things that it kind of looks like I would be certified in, but but it, but I don't. Uh, so we have Jillian Michaels. You guys, please welcome. This is not a live audience. Jillian Michaels. <laughs> and it feels so weird to like read your bio. Everybody remembers you from The Biggest Loser. Um, I did not know that you started fitfusion.com, which is like the Netflix for workout videos. Is that right? Well, we have, we, that is one of our platforms. We have fitfusion where people can put their content on the platform. So if you have a set of workout videos and you want them on Comcast or you don't have an app, you can put them on our platform and everybody can access them. And then there's also something called the fitness app, which is all of my content, personalized workouts, all my DVDs, meal plans. And we're starting to create new content with new trainers on that platform as well. I love that. You're making opportunities for other people. You also have your podcast, which we'll plug at the end again, Keeping It Real, Conversations with Jillian Michaels, uh, which is also on Wondery, which, let's be honest, is a big part of the reason you're here, aside from the fact that I've always been a fan of yours because you're pretty and strong. And those are my two favorite things. I feel like humor would be one of your favorite. I was really hoping I was going to get now. No humor. You don't find me. Nope. Nope. I find it very threatening in other people. And uh, (laughs) I I look for other qualities. Okay. Um, okay. Good to know. All right. I'll focus on, on strong and pretty, but I, you'd be, you'd be funny. I'm working towards smart and funny, just to be clear. I'd like to end up there with you at the end. Well, you clearly are smart because you wouldn't have built a fitness empire in this way and you just wouldn't have come this far if you weren't smart. I mean, anybody can go to the gym, but yeah. I got to work on, all right, I'm going to work really hard on the funny one. All right. No, it's just going to flow. Fuck funny, I'm not funny. Forget it. Don't, okay. All right. Um, uh, Also, so many people have so many questions and I just want to kick this off by saying, I started following you on Instagram Hoping you would notice, but you have so many followers. I don't think you did, and that's okay. You have like a million followers. You wore an outfit the other day, and this will come out, I think, next week or the week after. You wore an outfit, and it was... I took a screen grab of it Uh-oh. just to show what you what a creep I am. I am obsessed. I love a, like, mesh it's going out. It's a, like a Nike mesh bodysuit. Like, you look like you're going to a rave, but also ready to engage your core. I'm... Uh, is this one piece? It is. What's happening? It is a one piece. <gasps> yes, it's a, a, I believe it's a leotard. What What else would you call that? I guess it is a leotard. It really is just a leotard. Like, I, I'm like, let's be honest. That is a leotard. Like, we can call it. A I love piece, it. <laughs> I love it. I love a hybrid workout party <laughs> outfit. Like, you're ready to, like, set the weights down and go to the club. I just love it. I want, I want to wear that. Okay. And I want to get it in black and... That's what I want. Anyways, I just, and then I start looking at all your clothes. For sure, I believe it. Is that a Jillian Michaels design or is that just something Nike sent you? Just Nike, unfortunately. I I wish that I had thought of it, but that that just belongs to Nike. 
oh, well, it belongs to you because it looks great. <laughs> and uh, I'll just be a flimsy facsimile if I were to get it. Okay. So many questions for you. So I know you have a hard out because you have a hard body and you've got a lot of other things to do that don't involve this podcast. Oh, so not, no, we're going to, this is my primary focus. 100%. And I mean it. Um, I do. Authentic. I believe it. I'm mm-hmm. what was it? I'm strong, smart, funny. I'm authentic. No, I didn't get funny, I, but I am authentic. I'll, I can I have that one too. Oh, I wasn't saying you weren't funny. I was saying, what I, I guess I just don't know you, but I, you must be funny to have a sense of humor because this is a, an entertainment industry filled with insane people, right? So you have to have some levity built in to your everyday, right? I, I agree with you completely. You're 100% right there. Are your eyes green? They are green. Yes. I've always thought of you as like a very strong, dainty lion. Because your eyes, like, they, you have, like, these... I know, you don't know me. You have, like, no, it's like I've an exotic... before. Dainty. Very feminine I've lion. Dainty. I've ever. The lion... Well, I haven't got lion much either, but I will take that. But dainty is a... It's a it, was it the bodysuit? Dainty compared to an actual lion, oh. you are dainty. An actual lion's, like, 500 pounds right. and has claws. You are nowhere near that. Mm. So a dainty, dainty, but, like, the look. It's, like, a strong, piercing green eyes. Right. <laughs> Think about it. I'm going to. Dainty lion. <laughs> I, like it. I like it a lot, actually. I'm going to tell my kids I'd like to be addressed as DL from now on. The dainty DL! Lion. I'm going to put my bio that. on Insta. Dainty <laughs> lion. I'm kidding. I'm actually serious about it. That's actually pretty good. Like, okay, well, I'll, I'm following you now, so I'll look for it. Yeah, I, I like you know, it's like J Lo, but I'm just gonna like switch it over. The artist formerly known as Prince, it's just gonna be like Dainty Lion. That's how I'm gonna go from now on. I like JMDL. It a lot. Great. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, fierce, dainty lion. Here we go. <laughs> Dax is a name. Asks. I just thought you should know my partner is in grad school and loves... Oh, the pod... Okay, that's to me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hi, Jillian. When somebody is looking for a personal trainer, what are some red flags or clear behavioral issues we should look out for? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I would... Instead of looking for red flags, I would suggest looking for positives, right? So the first mm. thing is, are they credentialed? Do they have the necessary mm. certifications? Second thing is, how long have they been doing it? Third thing, are there, uh, you know, testimonials? Can you speak to clients of theirs? Can you see before and afters? Like, trainers subspecialize. So, for example, if you came to me and said, oh, I'm training to be the next superhero in the next comic book movie. I need to put on 20 pounds of muscle in three months. I, I'm not your girl. That's not what I specialize in. I would refer you, right? So can, can I do that? Can you see evidence that that's what I'm good at? If you came to me and said, I got to drop 20 pounds, I'd be like, uh, no problem, I'm your girl. Can I do that? Is there evidence I know what I'm doing? And then do you like the person? Do you want mm-hmm. to spend time with them? Do you, do you enjoy their company? Do you feel they're authentic? Can you trust their advice? And I would look for those things first and foremost. And, you know, before you go for the red flags, red flags present themselves all on their own. (laughs) You really don't need to go looking for those. I love that you, I think this is such a testament to who you are. You were like, let's look at the positive. Because I read that question. I was like, ooh, negative (laughs) things. Let's shit talk on a hypothetical trainer that we've never met. I love it. You know, that's who you are. We all all have our our red flags. But I, I say first look for the good stuff and then... If the bad stuff is intolerable, you can make a change down the road. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great-tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Well, you talked about certification and I was reading about you. You're, you're like USDA certified. You have a black belt. You, it's, you have so much, and I actually don't know all the terms. You have so many qualifications and certifications. Like you did the work. You're not just someone who is in shape and you're like, here's how you can get like me. Right? It's true. I've, I've, I've been doing it for a very, very, dear God, help me, but a very long time. So I've, I've had a long time to become educated and to get the variety of certifications. But with that said, you know, when you write a book about something, be it pregnancy fitness or anti-aging, what have you, you interview some of the world's foremost experts as well in that field, which has allowed me to become extremely well-versed in fitness and nutrition and health. So years of doing it, and uh, very fortunate to have great access to very intelligent people as well. Got to get that knowledge. That's why I have you here because people <laughs> always ask me and I don't want to tell them for me, it's genetics. I don't know why I look like this. <laughs> it's, it's genetics. There's no reason. People like you, like all transparency, yeah. <laughs> we hate people like oh, you. No! <laughs> for me, it is not genetics. So now I, now I hate you. So now our friendship is over. You can take Dainty Lion and get fucked. I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> you. you know what? I, I can't say I didn't see this coming. And I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Are you also no. going to tell me that like you're inheriting $10 million as well? Because that's like, then I'll have to take you out. It's like, I'll have no, to no money. shank you in the parking lot of where you work or something. Like, we'll There's have no to money. Lucky for you, I don't have a job. So it's just, okay. I really need this episode to go viral. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my home. <laughs> Got it. I'll, all right. I'm working on it. <laughs> Tay9717. Does Jillian ever get tired of answering the same questions about losing weight, uh, move more, eat less? Lady has made so much money by that simple phrase. Also, if she wasn't in fitness, what profession would she go into if she could do life all over again? With all things equal in life, no obstacles. It, it isn't that I get tired of answering the same question. I get frustrated when other individuals muddy the water for money. Um, and like- Explain that. What does that mean? So, Okay. 
Weight loss is a very simple science. Nobody should be making money off of this unless it's like, well, I'm selling you a healthier version of this food. Great. I'm selling you a workout. If you want it, use it. If you don't, don't. But like the actual science of weight loss is very simple. It is contrary to popular belief, contrary to being politically correct. It is calories in, calories out. It is one of the laws of thermodynamics. It is scientific law, period. Now, health is a bit of a different conversation, right? That's where the quality of your food matters. So we really mm -hmm. don't want you eating nothing but garbage to lose weight, but understanding the math of it is critical. It, it is quite honestly, the only way to lose weight is to reduce the amount of calories you're eating, no matter how healthy the food. So people will turn around and they'll sell you a new diet and another diet and a new fat diet and then this diet and then that bullshit diet. And that that pisses me off because it's it's mm -hmm. very simple. Understand the simple math. And there's a great TED talk on this. Um, a guy named Ruben Meerman, he's a physics professor. Google the mathematics of weight loss, Ruben Meerman, watch it. It's it's explains the science very simply, right? And then common sense with your food choices. Like we all know, should I have a pizza or should I have a salmon salad? I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> so, like, try right. to make the better choice more than you make the bad choice, and you're gonna be winning here. Like, eat all three macros. Eat your food in their most whole form possible, whole grain bread, not white bread, just very common sense. If you have the means, go organic with your meat, your dairy, thin skin, fruits and vegetables, and we can call that shit a day. So <laughs> I, I don't mind answering anyone's question. That's what I do and I like, I like to be of service. I, I feel very fortunate that anybody would ask me, but it frustrates me when people tell you that that's not the case because it, it just is. It just, just is. is. It's science. It's not theory. It is the law of thermodynamics. Energy in, energy out, energy not created in a vacuum. Energy, in this case, calories. Period. Mm -hmm. Finito. What would it be if I wasn't a trainer? I mean, a, a rock star, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> dumb question. We'd the all world, be just rich the and world needed me, so I had to go into fitness. Totally fair. Speaking, just speaking to the whole macro question. Sure. Ali underscore low says, is losing weight truly, oh, uh oh, <laughs> is losing weight truly about burning more calories than consuming and or uh, does it matter where the calories, sorry, does it matter where the calories come from? Types of food macros matter in weight loss. So I think they're saying like, if I only eat one cheese pizza and it's only 500 calories, is that okay? Versus. Okay. So it depends yeah. on the goal. So we, okay. food serves two purposes, right? Number one, it's energy. So in that food, we've got calories. Calories are units of energy. So when people say, oh, calories are not created equal, they're actually wrong. A calorie is a unit of energy. It's like saying a pound of chicken feathers is not the same as a pound of diamonds. A pound is a pound. Pound is a pound. Now, the second part of food is that it's also nutrition. So it also has vitamins, minerals, fiber, <laughs> right? All that stuff that allows you to live your healthiest life and have your body function optimally. This is why people who are, quote, skinny also get cancer and type 2 diabetes and mm -hmm. a host of health issues because their food is shit. So if you are trying to lose weight, again, you must understand that it is calories in, calories out. And there's another uh, perfect um, study for you to Google, Google the Twinkie diet. So a guy who was a professor of nutrition ate nothing but poisonous processed garbage. I think I'm, uh, I think it was about 10 weeks. I could be wrong. I don't remember the exact time frame. And he lost 27 pounds. And what he was saying is it is, it's calories in calories out. Now mm -hmm. health, this is where the quality of your food matters because we want you to get your vitamins, your minerals, your fiber, and all that good stuff for your health. With that said, there is a small crossover in how the quality of your food affects your health, and it, it works as follows. If you're eating garbage food, it will affect your biochemistry over time. Why is this relevant? What is your metabolism? So you're going to say, oh, it's it's how many calories I burn in a day. No, that's a AA function of your metabolism. Your metabolism actually is 
essentially a symphony of hormones working in concert, right, for your health. So think about thyroid hormone. We all know somewhere that affects metabolism. We've all seen that episode of Oprah, right? Or maybe some <laughs> of you haven't, some of you are a little younger, but then you've got like cortisol. Maybe you've seen that ad, like all oh, the, the cortisol, the belly fat hormone. Relicor, Relicor yes. makes belly fat. You need Relicor. Exactly, right? So <laughs> in one way or another, you've heard this somewhere before. It's like, oh, HGH builds muscle and burns fat. Like We've heard this stuff about hormones. So somewhere in your mind, you do know that. Shit food will affect your hormone balance over time, which will essentially slow down your body's basal metabolic rate, how many calories you burn in a day. So let's say I burn 1,300 calories in a day doing nothing, just involuntary bodily function. I eat pure poison for five years, one year, two years, and it'll probably drop down to like 1,000. Now, over time, it's 300 calories a day. It'll make a difference over time, but not enough for that to, like, right now I need to lose weight. It won't have a direct impact in the moment, if that makes sense. Right. Over time, right. yes, it'll fuck you up in a myriad of ways, that being one of them. And then the other issue with eating garbage food is that it can make you overeat. But that's the same conversation. You're still overeating, right? So that's where you'll hear registered dietitians talk about, well, if, you know, if you eat the sugar and the this and the that, you're going to have a sugar crash or you're going to be hungry. But the conversation is it's causing you to overeat. So if right. eating garbage food causes you to eat more because you never feel full, your blood sugar is always crashing, you've got these crazy cravings. And over time, if it messes up your hormone balance and slows your metabolism, it will have an impact. So honestly, the, the goal is right back to where we where we left it of, Understand how much you're eating, because even if the food is ridiculously healthy, if you overeat it, you'll still store that excess energy as fat. I don't care if it's wild salmon and blueberries and avocado and all that great shit. If you overeat it, you will store that energy in your fat cells. Period. End of story. Yeah. And what stored fat does in the body is dangerous. So we don't want that, no matter how healthy the food is. And use common sense with your food choices. And, and that's it. It just, it like... You make the better choice more often than the not good choice. Try the 80-20 rule. Right. Try to make, I've seen this on Instagram. Yeah. Try to make 80% of the food you eat the better option. And then make 20% of the daily calories you consume, the small fries or the margarita or the slice of pizza. And that's called balance. And that will work. I promise. Anonymous says... <clears throat> The 2017-2018 National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, cool way to start a sentence, has published their results. Okay. Almost three-quarters, <clears throat> almost three-fourths of all American adults are considered overweight. Obesity is now an identity rather, that's interesting, obesity is now an identity rather than a medical condition. It seems like there's always a bigger American crisis to pull attention away from this very serious problem, which is very true. Do you have any thoughts on the future of health and wellness? Is there hope of turning this country around? Uh, I look the way that I work is one person at a time. And I also kind of see myself as a vampire. And what I mean by that is like, you have to invite them in for them to bite you. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't just walk around at the supermarket and, you know, give people advice or go up to people right. at a restaurant when we had restaurants. Like that's not a thing. So I put information on my platform, right? There's my app. If you want it, get it. If you don't, don't get it. Right. If you, right. you can go to my Instagram, if you want information from me, you can ask me a question on any platform, I'll give it to you. But I don't go out and give unsolicited advice. And I focus where I think I can make the greatest impact. And if mm. I can help one person kind of reclaim their health and, and add 20 years to their life, I'll take it. But that concept of like, I'm going to save the world. And it's very, and I don't mean to say that this in any kind of arrogant way, but it's very like, I'm 20, I'm 25, maybe I'm 30. And by the time your early thirties are like, okay, this is ridiculous. It's never going to work. So yeah, it's daunting. It's just, it's not a, it's not reality, right? It's, 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 it's very, I get it. And I used to say all the same things when I was young. And then you realize that it's not only not reality, like who do you think you are to think you could do such a thing? And if you can like, if you can reach one, teach one, it's a win, period. You know, you can't look at it on this macro scale because it's just not something that we can tackle 
in that way, unfortunately. Put the information in the world and whoever is receptive to it can pick up what you're laying down. I completely agree. And I will say this, you know, people follow people for specific reasons. And so whether it's my social opinion or my political opinion, people get mad. I'm like, you came here. Yes, you came to my page. Exactly. And and you came to my page. And of course it's not on you. I think we all like to think the onus is on us to fix everything, especially as women. And then we take a step back and we're like, oh, nobody asked me. It's just the expectation, but nobody actually expects me to. And you're right. Touching one person, if it really makes an impact, is the most valuable thing. That, that's, that's, that's all we have, I think, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't know that we could even get more than that. Like, I'll take it, but that's... No, I mean... you get through to one person, you're winning, man. Period. People believe QAnon is real, so I don't think we're gonna... I mean, if that's the level of intelligence we're dealing with, not to make this political. Old underscore Taylor, how do I change bad eating habits I've had since I was little? I've always been really tall and had a fast metabolism until I turned 25 and things started to catch up with me. I've started exercising a lot more, which has been pretty easy for me. But clean eating seems like it's worlds away. Mm. Okay. Um, look, it without being able to ask her, you know, some important questions... You've got, when it comes to health slash weight loss, there are two types of people, right? There are those that are like, ah, I just like a pizza or, you know, my schedule got away from me. I, I got dad bod, you know, they put on 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. And then there are those of us, and I put myself in this category because I am very much the type of person that utilized food as a coping mechanism, right? And it could be that you were feeding deeper psychological hungers. It could be that it gave you a sense of control. There are a myriad of reasons, but some of us use food in the way others use alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, dysfunctional relationships. So if she's talking about behavioral patterns from childhood that you know, oh, I, you know, whenever my dad said something critical, I went and ate a pizza. You know, that is a, that is a very different conversation. Um, and that, that does require, I would recommend if you have the means getting a therapist to help you with that stuff. Cause that's, that's deeper stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. With that said, if she's like, I was just always really fit and you know, my parents ate shit. So I ate shit. And now I get away with murder. So I'm not really that motivated. You know, th that's a very different conversation. And this is where I would say, look, first thing I would do is graduate you from the Dorito to maybe something like a, a healthier version of that mm -hmm. corn chip that doesn't have the nitrites, the night, all the preservatives, the MSG, the trans fat, all the things that make it tasty. All the, no, you can have, I promise <laughs> you, you can have chips that taste good. Yeah. I call it a five food. So think of it like this food, like food level one foods that help to prevent disease. And we all know what that is, right? That's like the organic blueberries and the wild caught salmon. Like we've all seen that episode of Dr. Oz. Then there's the 10 foods, right? And I'm all filled up on lawsuits right now, but like, you know, <laughs> like you get it. Like the foods that cause disease and five foods are in the middle. So an example would be something like a pop chip, for example, it's a processed potato chip. It is not right. a health food, but it doesn't have the trans fats, the MSG, the preservatives, the chemicals, the artificial flavors, the artificial colors and all that shit in it. So it's going to be a five is a lot better than a 10. So if we can right. start moving the 10 to the five, and then once we've got you making better choices on your junk food, then we start to shift your ratio of junk food, right? More to that 80, 20. But if it's a deeper thing of, you know, when I was a kid, I bonded with my father over burritos, which by the way, is something I did with my dad. So like, I'm not just pulling that out of thin air. <laughs> then, you know, you, you, you would benefit from help counseling in that area. And, and differentiating those two things is important. Absolutely. Personal question, Babsingel Breach 89, how often does Jillian eat unhealthy food like pizza or hamburger with fries? Never eating stuff like that seems a bit unrealistic to me. I sometimes need it for comfort, even if it's just once a month. I do it every day, but it, but again, it's it's the 80-20, the right? So, and it's it's clean comfort food. So for example, my, 
my girlfriend is a, a great chef, which I have subsequently discovered again during quarantine. And <laughs> she makes these burgers that are like embarrassing. They're, they're, they're huge. They're ridiculous. But she'll go to this butcher um, in Los Angeles called Bel Campo and get mm-hmm. like organic grass fed, grass finished beef and like just gourmet cheese. And so is it, it's gotta be, I mean, holy crap. I do the dishes and there's like a vat of fat this much. I'm like, there's gotta be 1500 calories in this thing. However, you know, I don't do that, that ridiculousness, that many calories crazy often. But if I have that burger, then I don't have, I have vegetables on the side. I right. drink anything with it. I have water. There's no booze. Like I, I keep it super clean. It's, it's about, again, just, you don't get the burger and the fries and the soda and the treat and the dessert. You get, you get right. one, you get yeah. one. And then for lunch, I think I had like salmon sushi and for breakfast, I had yogurt and fruit. So I, I balanced it over the course of my day. It's not about perfection. It's just about finding balance. Mac attack 365. What's Jillian's favorite healthy food and her favorite not as healthy food? Mm. Ooh, I think we just answered it, but maybe you have other answers. Oh, let's see. Um, God, I mean, my two favorite things in the world. I love cheese. I'm a cheese head, like crazy yeah. about cheese. Um, and I love red wine. I don't even, I hate feeling drunk, but I genuinely love the taste of like a massive California Cabernet. Like it just, and both of those things <laughs> make me gain weight and, you know, you consume too much of it. It is absolutely not good for you. So I am very careful with how much of those two things I consume. Um, my favorite healthy food I do love sushi, so I don't get like the crazy rolls. You know what I mean? Right. I'll do like the wild salmon sushi. Um, I do a lot of sashimi. I'm careful about getting too many predatory fish, so I mitigate the mercury level and all of that. Um, But yeah, that's like my favorite. And I make it super healthy, super healthy cuisine. I eat like the seaweed salad and all that stuff. God, you know they were hoping you'd be like, I anything in the hot section at 7-Eleven, that's what I love. <laughs> and I load up and then I run. <laughs> um, I'm afraid, no. I, I haven't visited the no. hot section in 7-Eleven since I was probably 15 years old. But hot if I was to go that direction, it would be Taco Bell. Like I have a plan with my little brother Ooh. that like if, if the world ends, we're meeting at Taco Bell. And then we're, then it's okay. Then we'll just Right, because those tacos are the only thing surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> that and cockroaches. Um, what is your favorite exercise or workout that makes you feel like a badass? I've gotten really into jump roping during the, uh, during the pandemic because I suck at it so much. So, so I enjoy, um, I enjoy yoga, but... I like the kind of like crazy arm balances because I'm also terrible at them. So things that I'm terrible at where I can see progress are very exciting to me. So I've gotten into jump rope and working on a variety of different arm balances in yoga just to kind of challenge myself and learn something new about my capabilities while um, we are all continuing to be in lockdown here in (laughs) California. Continuing to ignore science and do whatever the hell we want. Um, Jump roping is so hard. And I think you have to have the BMI of a hummingbird for it to be like easy for you. So good for you. Cause I did not say, I I did not say it was easy at all. Um, I find it to be really difficult, but that's kind of what's great about it is that you're like, Oh my God, I just did a hundred jumps in a row. I did 200 jumps in a row. I jumped for five minutes and it's like these little incremental um, successes that are kind of exciting, I think for anybody. And so for me, I suck at these things. So these incremental successes are exciting for me. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
You get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value. Value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. I think that's one of my favorite parts about fitness is attempting something that my body isn't like, I'm not great at yoga, but I love doing it. And I like that there's no one's watching. Nobody cares. And, it, and you're right. And every time you have a little success, it's like, oh, it's this exciting. Was, yeah. You're like, look at me. Absolutely. Um, Emily Wilson, 17 and Wendy Sparks, 70 to Jillian. So I'm combining these two. What's your opinion on intermittent fasting? I'm a new mom looking to kickstart my weight loss journey and I want to know if it's worth it. And Wendy says, how do you feel about intermittent fasting? How do you feel about it at my age of 50? So how do you feel about intermittent fasting? So first of all, you got to define what intermittent fasting is because again, there have been a million different versions of this diet. So you've seen like the five, two diet where it's like you starve yourself this many days and then you eat like a wild animal two days, or it's like, you know, varying your calorie. It's a, so intermittent fasting should be, and what I am speaking about is an overnight fast. It has a name. It's called breakfast, breaking the fast. So now the conversation is what is the window of fasting? So research has shown us, a good amount of research, by the way, that up to 16 hours can have tremendous health benefits for people who are diabetic, um, for a host of health issues. And in fact, it can help us stave off disease and slow the aging process. And um, there are a lot of amazing individuals working on this and in this field, a guy named David Sinclair, who's a Harvard geneticist. Um, If you're super into it, read his stuff. The guy is uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, So intermittent fasting benefits us in particular with regard to health and slowing the aging process. The minimum window where you will see a benefit is 12 hours. The issue for me personally is that I get to about hour 13 and I'm starving. So there are ways of cheating this. There are people, that's just where you get like the bulletproof butter and in the coffee and all that crap, because what they're saying is fat, it's sorry to get so complicated, but fat doesn't activate two particular metabolic pathways that can inhibit the benefits of intermittent fasting, but protein and carbohydrates will. Now for me, I'm like, why do I want to add 300 calories of butter? Like, no, I don't want to. And if I go over 13 hours, I overeat because I'm overly hungry. Because you're starving, sure. It becomes counterintuitive to me. So if you can get to hour 16 and you feel fine, like, God bless you. The, 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 The research is there. For me, I cannot without it being counterintuitive and causing me to overeat, which is not the point of that. So I say 12 hours, if you can get to 13, 14, 15, 16, fantastic. Um, but it actually doesn't have anything to do with weight loss. Now, where you might see a benefit, a weight loss benefit is that I finished dinner, right? And I'm like, well, just finished Deshanna's burger. Like my girlfriend's name is Deshanna. I'm done (laughs) and I'm not eating again until eight tomorrow morning, right? It's seven o'clock now. I'm not going to eat again at eight tomorrow morning. Whereas if I didn't have that rule, maybe I would be like, I kind of want a snack and fidgeting in the fridge. 
And then you've got like the late night snack, the second dinner. And over the course of time, if that's 200 calories a day, right? That's 1400 calories a week. That's a pound a month. That's 12 pounds a year. It adds up. So if it's restricting how much you eat, then you're going to lose weight by virtue of you're not eating as much. But the health benefits are there. Make the minimum window 12 hours. Everybody can do that. The maximum window 16 hours. And anything in between also works. That's your answer, folks. I do it. I, I strive to do it. My husband does it. Um, and I think coffee you can still consume because there's no calories. It's right? coffee with even pure cream. Um, or ghee or the grass-fed butter. But again, we're getting into, do you want all those calories? But you're 100% right. It's, it is about avoiding carbohydrates and protein because when they activate these particular metabolic pathways, it stops the process of apoptosis, autophagy, the benefit of your longevity genes, your sirtuin genes, which are affected by your mTOR pathway. And so to make a very long story short without boring the shit out of you and losing your entire audience. I think we all want to know what apoptosis is. A apoptosis. It has to do with cell death and then autophagy oh. is culling dead and senescent tissue. So basically you've got this fast window and you're freeing your body up to do housekeeping. So your body starts to cull dead yeah. and senescent cells, recycle them, flush out the crap it doesn't need. And this is good. This is good. For All because it, it's not wasting time digesting food. And right? your body is like, well, I've got this constant influx of protein and fuel and food. So why am I going to break this shit down? I'm busy over here. So yeah. the, the reality is that it, and we do know, and this is the, this is guys like David Sinclair that I mentioned earlier, that a little bit of hormesis, a little bit of hunger, stressing, it stresses those longevity genes, but in a, in a good, in a good way, but yeah. you just want to be careful that you don't allow yourself to get hungry and then your body releases more hunger hormone. And then you end up overeating. And we've all been there, right? Where you skip a meal and then you end up eating 25% more when you finally do eat. And it's like the best burrito you've ever had in your life. Food tastes better because you're, you're overly hungry. So right. this is, again, we always come back to balance. Anything where the pendulum swings too far in one direction is going to have, what is it, Newton? Every action has an equal reaction. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's about keeping it keeping it balanced. Keep it balanced. Keep it tight. Eileen PF, I'm trying to maintain and tone my figure. Always feel like this is a debate. Oh, actually, I, I do want to know this. Mm. Is it best to do cardio than weightlifting or weightlifting than cardio? I usually lift and make sure I get in a little cardio after. Thank you. Okay. So okay. cardio is a warm up is great. So you want to do about five minutes. If you've got more time, you can do 10. Amazing. But you don't need Ugh. a good five minute warm up, gentle cardio, some dynamic stretches. Fantastic. But if you are going to do cardio and weight training, which by the way, you don't need to do, but that's a different conversation. You want to weight train first. And the reason is because you want all of your available blood sugar for energy so you can lift more, more intensely to get better results. And then when you get to the cardio, which is kind of the bread and butter of calorie burning, is it possible that you could use a greater percentage of fat calories for energy during the cardio and you've already burned through a lot of that available blood sugar, which by the way, isn't totally true, but arguably... If you were to make a case for it, that is the case. Ultimately, unless you have a lot of weight to lose or unless you love cardio, which is nothing wrong with that. You like running, you like hiking, you like- There's running. a lot wrong with that. <laughs> That's the worst sentence. It's the worst thing I've heard in in this year. <laughs> Fair. Well, given it, we're only, what, 11 days in? But I mean, hey, yeah. it's already been a roller coaster. So I, that's pretty that, bad. That's not good. But you don't actually need steady state cardio if you're training properly, it is one of the most inefficient forms of exercise, comparably speaking. So if it's an active recovery day, right, where you want to you wanna help your body recover, you want to deal with some of the muscle soreness, so you want to get the blood circulating, you want to burn some extra calories, but not overtrain, it's great for that. And if you just love it, it's great for that. But if you were like, I have a finite amount of time, what's best? 
it's it's inefficient. Resistance training, hit training done in a circuit training fashion. Mm-hmm. So you've got more effective techniques that are in a more focused amount of time. So they're more efficient and they're more effective. And steady state cardio on that scale is yeah. doesn't compare. Speaking of cardio, uh, my husband Noah in the other room wants me to ask you, ah. with gyms closed and running uh, being something that my wife and I, being me, uh, <laughs> both uh, feel a lot of pain from, what is a great way to do zero impact cardio? And keep in mind, he is so adverse to yoga, I can't even. So what's a, another? Okay. I have my workouts, but he won't listen to me. So you tell him. Got it. What's a good zero impact cardio thing? Well, first of all, with running, um, the the key is how you program it, right? So for example, in my app, there's a 5K program, there's a 10K program, and I program recovery days and resistance training days to help deal with any imbalances and prevent shin splints and injuries. And we've got active recovery and foam rolling and stretching. So it's how you do anything, right? It's how you're programming that running to make it efficient and safe. So there's that. If in particular, you're like, no, 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 I need low impact. You've got the obvious, right? You've got road road biking. You've got swimming. You've got rowing. If you're looking for that kind of steady state cardio, you've even got upper body. You can box if it's, of course, if you're just talking about lower body impact, you've got all of that stuff. But then there's even, I even created a, a low impact program in my app and we call it low impact shred for people that are in an apartment or have a lower body injury. And it is simply about modifying. And this, this would require some visuals, unfortunately, but let me give you an example. Like you've got mountain climbers, right? Everybody kind of knows this move where you're in a prone position on the ground and you're jump switching Mm. the feet back and forth, bringing the knees up towards the chest in swift succession, right? Alternating them. You would step, touch, step, touch, step, touch, step, touch. So you're prone and you're doing it quick but you're not jumping. So you're not jumping the feet back and forth. You're up, up, up. So you can almost hear the difference. (laughs) And it's the same thing with everything, right? It's like fast, high, marching in place where we're picking up the speed and we're increasing range of motion, but we're taking the plyometric jumping component out of it. So all of those calisthenic type of exercises can be modified to remove impact as well. But again, I would say in that case, if you need any help, defer to a fitness professional. Yeah. So you can see, oh, okay, got it. Cause like I know how to do that in my sleep. Let me do that for you. Watch it once, you'll know forever. Right. I told you to take the modifications. <laughs> he has an annular tear and I have two herniated discs and I've oh. been doing my workout. Oh my God. Oh. And they're healing, but I oh. do have to do the modifications. And I'm like, is it just me? And like a bunch of women who just gave birth doing these modifications because oh. I used to be like, I'll do the hard one. And now I've got like, but we're getting there. So. Oh, no, no, sure no, no. By the way, you can make any workout that's modified very intense, right? I mean, even yeah. just the time under tension. So even if mm. you're like, I used to do the crazy ass version of this exercise, but all that matters is how long are we actually stressing that muscle for? Time under tension mm-hmm. is one of the most significant components of stress planking hustle. Yeah, exactly, dude. And how long? 10 seconds? Right. A minute? So I don't need you doing clap and push-ups. I can literally, there's a million ways to modify that move and we can make it extremely intense and effective without injuring you. But this is there where you I go. would say, look, there are people that specialize in doing this. Defer to them. Let them help you with it. And then once they show you, you know forever. So a big part of this podcast, actually, I do want to ask you this one question because we have a lot of LGBTQIA uh, listeners and fans. Um, and so bassist Mandaruza says, what were your struggles as a queer woman in the fitness industry during the DVD times? It's a weird, that's a very specific question. It is. Um, I think she means DVD. Obviously, she just means like 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Okay. And it was like not... <laughs> You know, we're not as... Not as accepting. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe just the fitness industry, you know, maybe it's... Or just... Industry isn't the issue. I, I think the issue, and, and it remains the issue, I think we've terrorized people into not voicing their opinions anymore, which is actually a massive mistake. I completely um, agree. Because the only way to actually 
change someone's mind, if you seek to change it, is to allow them to tell you what they don't like. So, you know, people might still don't like gays. That's not a secret, but they're like terrified into saying something because they're like, my business will be shut down, right? I would rather you say to me, I don't like that you're gay. Then I'd be like, I, I, I hear you. Can you tell me what is it that you don't like? And, it, you know, and they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> but but, but it, you know, it, what's different is scary. You know, it, it could be, who knows? They could have a host of reasons, but then I have an opportunity to potentially like A, understand them, B, maybe allow them to get to know me and assuage some of those fears. Maybe they're like, oh, they're, you know, what I thought was so different is actually has a host of similarities. We do share these these elements of common ground. You know, we both love our children and we both love our parents and we both have, I, so people have always been afraid of gays through, I think throughout modern times. And that I think forever, it, right? And forever. So it yeah. was about, for me, I am not the kind of person, and, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with this, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, right? You've got two different approaches. I'm not the kind of person that's like, I'm queer, I'm here, get used to it. Like, for me, I, I am much more like, hey, I'm going to live my life. You don't need to like it, right? You just kind of need to leave me alone to live my life. We need to have equal totally. rights. I pay equal taxes. So, like, you got to let me be. I'm going to let you be. And the hope is that while kind of not putting it in someone's face, I hope that they are better able to kind of acclimate, feel less threatened, get to know it and understand it. Now, I'm not saying that's the right approach. It's just mine. So mm -hmm. gradually allowing people to get to know me, to be like, oh, I liked her. Oh, wait, she's gay? Oh, God, hold on. And, and let them deal with that without being like, you have to accept it. You have to understand it or fuck you. Like, that's just not, right, right, not right. the way I personally go about it. But, you know, I to each their own. I don't, I don't judge the way anybody else deals with it. I do, I am anti-cancel culture 100% though. Because I, I just don't know where that stops. That's very scary to me. And if somebody turned around and was like, fuck you, you're gay, I would never seek to be like, we're no, no one's shopping at their business. I that that I don't. It's like, okay, you don't it, it is gay. We go our terrifying. Separate yeah. Yeah, it is, you know. I, I think my fans know I'm super anti-cancel culture and anti this, like, look, you make a mistake or you say something ignorant or you said something that maybe you don't mean now. This idea, like, let's dig up every tax return and every single thing, let's Let's burn their family alive yeah, because you weren't. Jesus. I it, like where it, does that end? I mean, and at the end of the day, this is America. Like we have to. It is freedom of speech, and the reality of freedom of speech is that you've got to live with someone saying things you don't like. Now they can't act on it. They can't be like you're gay. They can't so act on it. I'm going to kill you. You're gay, so you can't adopt kids. Right. You're gay, so you don't have equal rights. That's totally different. But I do have to live with their opinion. Cause that's, this is America. I mean, and I, I don't know where that completely. stops. And that's what's scary. It's like, what if my opinion's unpopular one day and then no one shops at my business? And it's just, I don't know that that stuff is like, and it doesn't give us any room for a dialogue. How in the hell are we ever supposed to find common ground if we're not allowed to talk about it? Like, I don't know. I, so to me, it's like, I, you know, I've got a biracial family I'm a gay woman. My mom's a Jew. My dad's an Arab. I got it all going on. You're a, a dainty of, lion. Love dainty lion. Like a lot of people don't like a lot of those things, but if they're not allowed to tell me why they don't like it, how can I ever expose them and potentially change their mind? And if they don't like it, what the fuck do I care? I don't care. Totally. Just go hang out. As long as they're not. Right. As yeah. long as they're not hurting they're not me. Exactly. Your rights end at your neighbor's nose. So like I, and I always think about this. I'm like, I'm Jewish. I'm like, you want to be a Nazi? You're, you're an idiot. But I defend your right to protest. If you want to go in the streets and you want to say something horrible, as long as you're not calling for something physical, yeah, as long as I defend your right. Exactly. Just don't act. And, and by the way, like, there's a great, I've seen a great TED talk uh, on this where a black man actually ended up befriending one of the KKK's grand wizards, kind of infiltrated, and they ended up becoming incredibly close and he became the godfather to the guy's kids. Now, chances of that path. happening. But my point is that if you cannot, how do we ever get to healing if we can't tolerate or allow people to, to, to show us their fears, to show, because it's coming from fear and insecurity. Yeah. And look, 
it's scary. We don't like it, but at least another thing is, Hey, you're like, wow, that person's a Nazi. Let me go in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather know who you are. Like, well, you they'll know, end up shooting themselves in the face. Yeah. You know, that, that's my personal opinion on it. It's like, great. Now I, I know my Angelou. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. You're a Nazi. Let me go over here. That's it. Just be over here, not going <laughs> exactly. to jail. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be over there. We're good. So before I ask you that question, so this podcast, in addition to, uh, wanting to ask people specific questions about what they do specifically. We do have a lot of uh, advice questions. So this has nothing to do with fitness, but everything to do with advice. The majority of these are about weddings. Um, So, but I I wanted to pick one that was a little bit more specific. Hi, Eliza, hot Scotty, little Chino and baby arm. I have a wedding question. Another one? Yes, help me. I'm a friendly neighborhood lesbian in her mid twenties and I'm getting married to my fiance in a couple years. At the moment, we're struggling with whether or not we should invite one specific person. And I'm wondering what you think we should do. Context. Because I always ask for a lot of context. It's like, who? (laughs) Who are we talking about? One of my fiance's bridesmaids, who is also my fiance's best friend, is married to a girl we don't really like. Let's call her the wife. Since all of our bridesmaids have plus ones, we obviously have to invite the wife, right? Here's the problem. The wife has a few ticks that are really loud and unpredictable. And by ticks, I mean loud belches, moans, and squeals. Loud enough to surprise you when they happen. When you're saying ticks, do you mean like Tourette's? I mean, okay, fine. We don't mind her ticks in everyday life, but we're worried they might happen during our ceremony or at the reception. We can't help but worry what that loud squeal might ruin in the middle of our big day. And then that's all people will be talking about. We can't just not invite her because we're inviting the other bridesmaids and their plus ones. We haven't spoken to the bridesmaids slash best friend yet because we don't know how to bring it up or if it's even worth bringing up. It's a really sensitive subject and we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Her tics are something everyone in our group has accepted and we all just kind of pretend they're not there. In other words, they're not something we laugh about or anything. They're just ignored. Right. Any advice on how I can bring this up to bridesmaids slash best friend? We really don't want our special moment to get ruined by a loud belch. Thank you so much. Love your podcast. It gets me through my workouts. Bad day. Okay, thank you. Well, what do you think, Jillian Michaels? Right. Well, my, Wed- wedding expert. The caveat here is like I, I have zero expertise in this field, right? So it's just like we're it's a person to person kind of advice. I have found in my life that the truth is always the best policy unless it's too late, right? Like if your friend is about to walk down the aisle and she's like, "What do you think of my dress?" You hate it. There's nothing you can do about it. Then it's just you look beautiful, but. I find that, you know, the truth is the best way forward. So I honestly would just say to my friend, look, um, I adore you and I am so excited you're going to be there with me. And I'm so excited the wife, your girl, whatever we're calling her, the the wife is going to be there with you. Um, All transparency. We, the ceremony, we were really hoping to kind of keep like just so focused and if the, the wife, like we understand she can't control this, could she sit out the ceremony and meet us after? Like, I would just be honest. If he, and we totally understand she can't control it and we have zero judgment on it, but you know, we, we want to keep this like very kind of special and, and um, is it possible like that? And if the friend is offended, like, I don't know what else you kind of got to have respect for someone else's feelings. It's like, I can understand why they wouldn't want that moment of humor. That's not the energy that they're looking for. And they're being honest. They're not excluding her Mm. and they're giving boundaries about what they need and it is Mm -hmm. their day. So I would handle it that way. And if somebody is offended, I mean, it's, I'm sorry. Like this is what you need. These are your boundaries. And you're not saying she can't come. You're simply saying like, this is what we need during the ceremony. If for these 10 minutes. If you don't, yeah. you can't guarantee that for us. Could you sit this 10 minutes out and meet us after? And and I would just, the truth I think is always the best way forward. I, I second that. Truer words. Anonymous. I have a wedding related question. Shocker. My fiance proposed to me in September of 2019 and we uh, and we plan our wedding to take place in my hometown of Wilmington, North Carolina for the following October, 2020. Plot twist, the plot twist is that a couple of months after we got engaged, we both moved to Sweden for our work, auto industry at Volver. 
Uh, obviously, we had to reschedule uh, our wedding date for the following October 2021 due to COVID. Unfortunately, wedding invitations had already gone out when we decided to reschedule. If I've learned anything from moving to a new continent and who my true friends are, uh, there are about 15 people, co-workers, college friends that were in my life back from when I lived in the U.S. who haven't made any efforts to be in contact or remain friends ever since I moved away. I'm not deeply upset or anything because I haven't made any effort either. I just think it's the natural end of friendships. Now that it's clear that our friendships are not for the long haul, my question is, mm -hmm. is it possible to not invite these people to my rescheduled wedding? They all receive save the date invitations and notices of rescheduling, but is it acceptable to not formally invite them to the new wedding date? If so, Jillian Michaels, how should I go about this? God, okay. Again, I, I throw out there that I am in no way any kind of expert in, in these areas. I think what in you wedding invites is simply weigh out the consequences and decide whether or not they're livable. So if you don't invite someone, it's entirely possible you cement the loss of that friendship. So that's, and that's okay. Like if you're saying like, eh, it's over. I really am kind of done here. You know, like the, the cream rises and this is my core group of people. Then you don't really have anything to lose. Right. Cause yeah. you, you kind of are, you, you know, people go their separate ways and that's okay. But if, as you're going through that invite list, ask yourself that with each and every individual, like, okay, they'll be upset. And this could be the, the permanent ending. Do I want that? And if the answer is no, then invite them. If it's like, ah, I don't really care, then don't. And and, don't. and that's it. I could not, so succinctly said, I think as women, we, I think it's a woman thing. Like, oh, and then, well, I hurt their feelings. Fuck them. It's expensive. <laughs> you don't even care. It's over. Just it's be like, like, oh, I never said People it. get their feelings hurt. And then they oh, can God. say to you, like, maybe that, that sparks a conversation, right? Well, they'll say like, I was kind of hurt that I wasn't invited. And then you can say, well, you know, we lost touch. And and I that was kind of hurtful to me. And, and maybe it begets a conversation where you can reconnect, right? But if you found like, ah, I've outgrown this and that does happen, then it's like, you know, look, I mean, shit happens, right? Or you you do the cheapo thing and you fucking dare them to fly all the way to Sweden. That's probably a connecting flight. And if they're willing to make that commitment, and if not, they'll send you a gift. But like, yeah, I dare you to show up right. in Loganberry. I, I doubt, I, I know. That, that does sort of handle the problem for you. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they're not coming. <laughs> it's time for Top of the Cob. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, Top of the Cob. All right, Jillian, so... Top of the cob, bottom of the cob. Do you want to kick us off? You want to start with bottom or top? So the top is what I love, right? And the bottom is something I don't. Yeah, and it can be small. It can be huge. It can be vague. The top of the cob is that it has been on the warmer side in California. And I was able to go out and ride my motorized surfboard yesterday, even though we're oh. in lockdown. Um, the bottom of the cob is that we are still in fucking lockdown. And I... Yeah, I can't believe it every day. And my kids are not in school. Still! That's the oh. bottom of the cob. Just for me. Okay. Right now. Um, my top of the cob, I love a barefoot workout. Mm. I love being barefoot in general, even though it's kind of like gnarly on your feet. And I love... Just the, I just, I just love a barefoot workout. I, the only part of MMA that appeals to me physically is that I'd be barefoot the whole time. Like and I love a barefoot workout. And my bottom of the cob is uh, fitness companies telling me that a sports bra is going to work for me, but really they're all made for smaller breasts and I need an underwire and support. And I don't want to have an ape chest and I don't want to have a uniboob and I don't want to be flouncy. Mm. And it's very hard for me. Okay. So if you could write a letter to Nike, that'd be great. I don't want to miss out though on my free leotards. So, what well, you're going to give me the leotard when they ban you for writing the letter? Right. Okay. Good point. Um, my top of the cob is that my. Oh no, we don't go back and forth. You already did it. Oh, we're done. Oh, but you already did it. You said your top was the. Oh, we're finished. I thought we did several. Oh, oh do several. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, I, I love a volley. Done. Oh, please, please I want go. One more. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, well, I want one more. My 13-year-old dog cuddled by my pillow last night, which he never does. 
That's my top of the cob. And my bottom of the cob is that when I went to move the coffee table to vacuum the carpet, it fell apart because my son didn't tell me that he jumped on it and all the screws ripped out of the bottom. <laughs> and now I have to have it repaired. So Ooh. I discovered that this morning. All right. Well, that's all I get. That's fine. I, I would like to go with my second choice then. If there's editing involved, I want my second option. I think we keep all of them. I love that you were ready to go. Well, you were like, let's do another rep of, yeah. of Cobbs. Yeah. I got. I, I love that. Attached to, all right. That's fine. <laughs> do you want to do another one? Because I could no, do bottom no, of the cob all day. Just that's fine. Two is good. Emily, we're keeping all of those. <laughs> Jillian Michaels, I have watched you from afar for years. Everyone knows who you are. And this was very cool to have you on. And for those of you that want to look at Jillian and her dainty lion <laughs> and her awesome workout outfits and get some real fitness motivation and advice and just follow an extremely healthy person who knows what the fuck they're talking about. It's Jillian Michaels on social media. Her podcast is Keeping It Real, Conversations with Jillian Michaels, also on Wondery. Uh, and she has a Jillian Michaels app. You guys, this woman is a one-stop shop for all things motivational, fitness, nutrition, and getting you going. Jillian Michaels, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.